Hey, Anita. Hey, Karen. You ready Hi. to go? Yep. Let's go. Okay. Today, we are very happy and excited to be joined uh, by our special guest, Richard Chu of The Family Meeting and now of Chu's Views on WCPT 820 AM, Chicago's Progressive Talk Radio. Richard, welcome. Thanks, Karen. Glad to be here. (laughs) Welcome, Richard. Thank you for coming. Thanks, Anita. Yeah, so today we're going to free range it and just kind of talk about a few different topics. Um, First of all, um, we want to talk about uh, what happened, the uh, horrific mass shooting, another one, just another one in America, another uh, day in America at a a parade. Um, The Super Bowl parade, where there was like over a million, like a million and a half people. Just horrible. I mean, it's like you can't go anywhere. Yeah. You can't without being afraid. Yep. Well, and I know, Richard, you were touching on this a little bit uh, on your show, which uh, airs on WCPT Choose Views. What were some of the things that uh, you were hearing on your your program with callers? Well, probably the big thing that I think everybody is saying, feeling, thinking is that here we go yet again, another shooting that um, is like, you know, we, you get both of you guys said it's, it's the, the fear of going someplace is out there now. Like, right. You know, you can't, you know, it's a school, you can go to church, you go to the grocery store. Um, now it's, you know, you go to a celebration for something that, you know, everybody, and, and I said this, you know, on the show today that everybody is happy for the, for the uh, Kansas city chiefs, even 49ers fans mm-hmm. have to be happy for the historical mm-hmm. moment. Yeah, they lost. I'm a 49ers fan. They lost, but I'm happy for the Chiefs because of the history of what they did. So now people are going out to an event where folks are happy across the globe. And because of the United States of America's political machine doesn't have the effing guts to stop this, we have another wonderful event ruined mm-hmm. because of the interpretation yes. of the stupid interpretation, the irresponsible interpretation of our second amendment. Yeah. And as I said this morning, yeah. um, it, it, let's just take the easy route. Let's go for the low hanging fruit, which is ban assault weapons right now. No, no longer. We, don't, we don't know have, it's effective. We know it's effective. It worked before. We have evidence. Exactly. Anita. We have evidence that it worked and we have the contrary, which is when, when it was, re- when it was allowed to expire, mm-hmm. what carnage we've all had to endure mm-hmm. because exactly. And, and, and even though from what I read, uh, online that the 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 gun primary gun used was not an assault rifle. That's not the point. And I know that the gun advocates are going to take the position that it's not assault weapons. It was someone with the hand, you know, whatever. Well, yeah, it, but he amazing. brought a gun to a parade. He brought yeah. the gun no, no, to the parade. Right, People right. should not be carrying guns into in, at parades yeah. or in, Anita, the, in the bars. Thing, the thing that's 
that's hurtful about this, two, there's two parts about it. One that's hurtful and one that's angry, uh, creates anger. The hurtful part is, um, I think a lot of people now are going to potentially one of two things. You're going to see more people decide they're going to go get a gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that that's a concern, but it's also exactly what the NRA and yes. what gun manufacturers want. Mm-hmm. want. It also exacerbates the problem. Well, sure it does. Because right? now, yeah. now you have a person who who's at an event and someone starts to shoot and this person who's carrying a gun mm-hmm. is suddenly going to pull theirs out and start to shoot as well. Right. So that's the hurtful, fearful part that I have about something like this. And then the other piece of it is, as it relates to the gun manufacturers and the NRA are going to up the ante, I think, after this, because their position is going to be that, you know, we, uh, everybody's saying take away assault weapons, but this wasn't an assault weapon. Mm. Conversely, on the opposite side of that, you've got a Uvalde moment all over again. Yep. All the security, you get all these people that yeah, uh, there was protect a lot of cops there. One of them could stop it yes. from happening. Yeah, I don't give a, I don't give a crap about after the shooting takes place. Right, then none of them could stop it from happening. No. So once, once the gun's been fired, it's too late to say, "Oh, we've got you know we've got all these armed uh, uh, police officers here." Yeah. It doesn't matter. Well, this, it doesn't matter. No, this makes me so angry. I was listening with my husband. He was listening to this sports station that he listens to twenty four seven, and this guy was talking about. Well, maybe we have to start thinking about how we do parades. Maybe we should start holding them in stadiums. Well, then it's not a parade. There's like a million and a half people at that thing. You cannot have a stadium holding a million and a half people. Why should we have to change the way we live? Why should we give up our freedom to go to a parade, to go to a nightclub, to go to a grocery store, to go to church, to go to school, to send our kids to school? We always have to live in fear. Where's What about our freedom? Yeah. What about our freedom from fear? I think the courageous thing... Listen, I am um, with friends and family and business associates that all uh, have guns in their homes. And, you know, they, I have two very, very good friends, three, actually three men, three black men here in Chicago that all ha- have concealed carry permits for two of them for what they do for a living. And the third the third one is it was it's just something he decided he wanted to go through the rigors to get. In each case, I have all the respect in the world for those who are responsible gun owners. But I got to tell you something. I am, I'm so tired of this conversation mm-hmm. and the carnage that comes after it yep. that I'm at the point now, and I know this is, I don't know how it's going to sound, but it's where I where I am. Let's get rid of all these effing things. I know. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, know. I, other They're than law enforcement for- and military. Yeah. I don't well, hunting. If you want to go hunting. Or if, you are, and if, you, yeah. and if you, and here's the thing, if you want to go hunting and you're going to own a shotgun or a rifle, that's it. You cannot own these other mm-hmm. uh, weapons of war mm-hmm. and to kill gotta, people. Yeah. Steve, you, 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 you have to have insurance to own yes. the damn thing. Yes. Well, why don't they go at it that way? Why don't they force these people to get insurance? That seems like, well, because, it's, and, and, because, and, because people are going to say, because it's my right to own one, I shouldn't have to have. A um, a provision that 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 changes how the the cost of it is sort of like a, a um like a voting tax. That's what the pushback has been, and I okay. know the insurance well, side. The pushback. Well, we can, has been, I don't agree with that. I'm just telling but, you. That's oh, okay. Well, do you know how we got the tobacco? Um, well, they yeah. get people to stop smoking. We because of lawsuits. Lawsuits. The problem is 
gun manufacturers mm-hmm. have immunity from any kind yes. of civil liability. Yep. Right. So we have to find a way to repeal that. That is how we take them down. Yeah. We have to change. Look, we, the only way we're going to do that to get anything to happen is it's going to at some point have to be constitutionally adjusted. Mm-hmm. Okay. There, there's going to have to be, I mean, let me, let me back up. What I said this morning, and I stand behind this, is the first step right now is to eliminate all assault weapons. Right now, that has to happen. But to get that done, guys, you know this as well as I do, we have to vote in the politicians that are yes. going to stare down the NRA. Right. That's the bottom passes. line. Yeah. And, and they're going to have to be willing to have that fight publicly. They're, they're going to have to get their hands real dirty. Right. It's going to be it's something that my that that my father used to say. There's going to have to be a, a, some some chairs knocked over, and a few people are going to have to be called some nasty names. Yep. What I was saying though about you know this is how we take these giants down, like the gun manufacturer. We took down the tobacco manu- um, tobacco industry, and there's a there's a amendment in the Constitution that protects our right to get to have civil recourse mm-hmm. to in other words to to sue these people yep and congress that what they did was they passed this thing to override that basically taking away our 7th amendment yep to sue gun manufacturers yep that's how we have to approach this yeah i agree because that's i think how we're going to take that's the only way to take these people down mm-hmm. no i mean you 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 you're right on point I mean, it's it, we we have to stop playing pity pat with this, right? Yeah, we have to that, and and we have to elect people who are going to be willing to go in and get their hands dirty, and yes. and, may, and maybe and maybe maybe to go back to what you said earlier about lawsuits in terms of insurance, maybe the position is we need we need you know ten, twenty, thirty, fifty attorneys who are willing to put together the the brief. To, to create a class and the yeah, class, class action lawsuit, class yeah. action lawsuit yep. come from millions of Americans yep. mm-hmm. of standing because the standing is that they have, we there, they have been, well, they could be injured because I mean, how many people have lost family members now? Right, well, but, but, but the, tra- but it's about the trauma as a result and of the trauma. It. Also, now, yeah, even, you're right. Even if you haven't lost anyone directly, the trauma yeah. of what this is, it's doing to the nation. I think that, that's a big lip, but yes. I always have like like big, how do we make, how do we really make this work? Well, that's what we have to throw at it. And we have to throw it at the federal government mm-hmm. so that well, the federal government has to respond and defend the constitution. And I've always kind of thought, you know, like we talk everybody, of course, on, you know, social media and just wherever it's like, oh, well, you know, Illinois has some of the strictest uh, gun laws. Chicago has some of the strictest gun laws and look at all the gun oh, violence yeah. there, right? <laughs> that the same old, same old BS, um, you know, argument um, for why it doesn't matter um, if we pass safe gun legislation. But I mean, what about um, lawsuits from like in this from the state of Illinois? You know, yeah, su- yeah, suing, yeah, exactly. suing, Indiana, suing Indiana, right? What we yeah. get sixty plus percent of the uh, guns are bought in Indiana. They don't care about Chicago. They use Chicago as you know code for black. Yeah, and, we talked and, about and that. So, and in some ways, it is, and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, so it that's is. The, that's the part. That <laughs> I just don't like the way they use it. I will tell you, um, I don't know. They don't many, care. I don't, yeah, know how many, I don't know how many black male friends you have in the north or in northern free cities, but mm-hmm. we don't give enough. Mm-hmm. We like it when people say something about 
uh, Chicago, and it's and it's because it's black. And we look at it and go, "You're damn right, it yeah. is. Yes, it is it's good. And, and yeah, we're, we're very much okay with that. So, what's your next argument? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But, but, well, but they, I, they they use it though. It's so disingenuous because what they're saying is, "Oh, we can't do it. Look at Chicago. They have, like you said, everything. they have so many gun laws. Everything yeah. about them is and disingenuous." Everything. Yeah. They are completely disingenuous. They're disingenuous when they say that they care about life. They're disingenuous when they say that they care about freedom. They don't give a shit about any of that or, stuff. You know, I mean, yeah. it's just, you know, they're children. willing to watch children uh, be massacred in their school. Mm-hmm. And even that, they all they have to offer is thoughts and prayers. Well, listen, they can save their thoughts and prayers for their cold, dead souls. Okay, because they're going to need it. Let me ask a question because, of course, you know, I wanted to move into uh, Project 2025. Um, Mm -hmm. How do you think this all plays out if, you know, God forbid, and I don't think this is going to happen, but God forbid uh, the Heritage Foundation and Donald Trump and the agenda of the um, of Project 2025 gets implemented should he get installed because some people want to play around with their votes and throw electoral college votes uh, you know, to Donald Trump. So how do you see this playing out as far as uh, guns? Do you think that this uh, authoritarian uh, Trump MAGA, MAGA, uh, do you think that they're going to give people like us guns? They're not going to let people like us have guns. In Nazi Nazi Germany, they encouraged Germans, good Germans, to have guns, to buy guns. As a matter of fact, before, the Weimar actually restricted guns Mm -hmm. until the Nazis came in and they allowed they want they actually encouraged it just like republicans right except for jews jews or gays or or whatever you know any kind of marginalized group in germany at the time mm-hmm. were not allowed to own guns yeah but the nazis actually um did uh, encourage it mm-hmm. so yeah they would encourage it because they're using the nazi playbook for everything first of all i mean obviously that's you you asked the question what if uh, obviously we can't let that happen yes. and we got a lot to do but no in the, in, the, in the what if scenario in the what if scenario um if that were to happen and he were to get elected um and he were to start to try to implement some of those things um i this is what i think will happen um I, or i think let me put it this way i think that the country could be um at a tip a real tipping point when those things start to happen and some mm-hmm. state, some state some blue states are going to push back mm-hmm. and it will probably cast us not into civil war per se, but it will cast us into a, a lot of open violence. Mm-hmm. Well, a, tell, and, tell Richard about that plan to take red state national guard into blue. Yeah. States. There was a, um, I don't know if you saw it in the Atlantic. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and, and the blue, the, the blue states are prepared for that mm-hmm. because we actually have larger, more, more organized National Guard uh, troops yeah. now. And, that, and that's it. National Guard troops are, are, are they're at the uh, behest of the governor of that state. Right. So, yeah. Uh, so a National Guard troop from Oklahoma deciding that they're going to go into Colorado, for example, um, that for them to actually be able to do that. The, nat- the, the governor of that state would have to call for it. And the minute that that does happen, the federal, and this is the problem. that They, they have to be federalized, right? Right. So, I mean, Anita, let, let's just be honest. That could happen. That could very well happen. But the thing, the point I was going to make that, that I that I skipped past, and I apologize, 
is I'm not too pie in the sky that if we get to that point that if Donald Trump becomes the next president, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised one bit if there is an attempt to eliminate or end that. I'm not going to say the word because this is a- Yeah, I know. But it would Yeah, there's going to be a lot of angry people. There's going to be some really angry people. And- And and let let me be clear. Let me be clear. That's why I want everybody to pay attention to who the, who the vice presidential nominee is, mm-hmm. or I mean, his vice presidential choice. And I'm not saying that that's going to come from someone that's um, a Democrat or, a pro- or progressive. I'm saying that that could come from the Republican side, because just think about this in terms of power shifting. If that happened, Trump is nominated mm-hmm. and elected vice president, whomever that, that may be. And then the Republicans, with the backing of foreign entities, decide they want to end his presidency Mm -hmm. now that they've got what they want, which is Project 20. That's so incompetent. Yeah. Because now they've got what they want. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, That they're going to install a person that will be their pawn. More competent. More competent pawn. That's that's. That's what we have to, you know, and really gaming this out. Yeah, yeah. I'm not one to 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 be blind to the fact that um, our country has taken out leaders in other countries. And I would not be surprised that if Donald Trump became the next president, that that's a short term uh, presidency for the purposes of installing their person that has uh, foreign ties. There's a reason that there's movies like Manchurian Candidate that are made. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that we have incidents where we've taken out leaders in other countries. So I don't I don't see that for a minute. We're, we're, what leaders do we take out? Covert actions. Let me put it that way. That's the the, the, the covert actions of our uh, work in Central America. I mean, you got an either you're well, you're way too well read to not recognize. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. You're talking about like Chile. Well, okay, well, sure, but you know, do you really think that our government? See, I don't think our government has clean hands all the time. No, no, I don't either. I don't and, think our government has clean hands, but we have to differentiate between our government now under Democrats than when we're under Republicans right. who do all this bull- right. bullshit, like saying it Hoover. That's my point. Right. Yeah. That's, that's my point. That's right. why we have yeah. to, in terms of the solution. And Anita, I'm with you on that. I, I I go out there every now and again and, and think about the what if. And that's mm-hmm. that's all I was saying is the what if. Right. Um, yeah. But I, I, I honestly genuinely believe right now that our best strength, our biggest strength, our best opportunity is to continue to galvanize. See, we can't get distracted by all the BS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we know what we got to get done, yes. whether it be on guns, whether it be on LGBTQ rights, whether it be on women's rights. Right. We could just go down the list. We know what we have to get done. Yeah. And we have to be relentless about that, which is to make sure that we are assembling and making sure people are registered to vote and not getting distracted. Yes. But the Republicans yeah. are so good at the rap fuckery. I mean, they are. <laughs> well, you know, and, and, and I'm thinking about it, too. And, you know, it's always this like, you know, back and forth. It's just like, you know. Um, well, no, we're not going to be able to do anything, you know, in this Senate. So now it's going to have to go, you know, he'll be tried in the court of law, you know, so we can't do anything to take him out. And then, 
uh, they don't do something in the court of law. So then they say, oh, we're just going to leave it to the voters to decide. Well, the voters decided in 2020, they decided to coordinate, send fake electors, do their little, uh, what was it? The Green Bay Bay sweep, have all their, you know, uh, Republicans and um, the House of Representatives. um, You know, so I mean... It just, it gets to this point. So like where we're at right now, I think, Richard, what you said, it's exactly right. We can only do what we can do. And so like for me, it's like the stuff with the Fannie Willis stuff. I mean, yes, I was just watching it because I kind of want to know what's being said. And I want to see her, you know, bitch slap all of these people. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest. But all of the rat fuckery that they're doing legally to try and delay, 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 and like this stuff with throwing dirt on Fannie Willis, and there's zero. It it pertains to nothing. It doesn't matter. I know. It doesn't make them less guilty. No, exactly. So yeah, so that is, that is all the noise, right? They're trying to create all these little fires over here and make noise over there or whatever. Yeah, look over here. Don't yeah, pay attention to how guilty us. we are. Yes, distract yeah. us from the work that we need to do, and that is. Sounding the alarm about what the Republicans um, want to do with the help of Project 2025, using that agenda, installing, you know, getting and our, our, right. Go ahead. Well, I think our positive agenda, and I was yeah. telling Karen about this, you know, and maybe Richard, I'm, you, you're probably familiar with this, like FDR's 1941, that speech where he talked about for, the four freedoms that I think we mentioned earlier. I think we need to, I hope the administration uses this in their campaign because this freedom of speech, freedom of worship, this just condenses it to something everybody can understand. Mm-hmm. You know, freedom of fear. Yeah. Yes. Freedom, freedom of want. Freedom, freedom from fear, freedom, yeah, freedom from want. I mean, that you're absolutely right, Anita. I mean, and, and hopefully, you know, that the administration and the campaign um, engine is as has those things in 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 the in their hip pocket to use. Mm-hmm. I have a certain amount of confidence in what the DNC and the administration's activities will be and what they're armed with. Mm-hmm. I, I really do think that they are taking seriously the importance of messaging like never before. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that's something that yep. we we um we have to be prepared to to further their message. Richard, on your show, um, you've been talking about, you know, this whole Biden is old narrative and and just how you were saying that, um, you know, you think that he should lean into it. Yeah, this, this is this is how I um, this is how I want President Biden and the administration and, and all of the team there to handle this. I want President Biden to lean into this from from this perspective. And I've been saying this for a couple of weeks now. President Biden in the next press conference, uh, the next couple of press conferences or or whatever, he should say, look, y'all, I'm I'm old as hell. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm old as hell. He said, but this is what you all have to understand. I've gotten more done than presidents that were 5, 10, 15 years younger than I am currently. And I challenge any one of you in the media press corps, in the White House press corps, right. or any of you. The audience, I challenge any of you at your current age yes. to get done what I've gotten done as president. Yep. I'll challenge you right now. He should he should ball up on that one and say, I'm basically telling you to bring it. Yeah. Because you guys are coming at me about how old I am and how incompetent I am. Yeah. But look at what we've gotten done as a team. Right. And I don't do and tell people, just be yes. straight up and say, I don't do everything. I do a lot, 
but I don't do everything. And our administration, our team has gotten all this stuff done. And I challenge any of you to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. That just, just, just go hard. I exactly. mean, exactly. You know, Anita, that's the Chicago way. You got it. You gonna come at me like this? Yeah. I'm gonna come back at you. Yeah. And I'm waiting. I'm, I'm, I'm wishing. If I had five minutes for President right. Biden, I wouldn't try to talk to him about anything to do with any policy. Not one thing. Period. In. I would say, President Biden, this is what you should say to the to the press corps, to the country, mm-hmm. and to the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm old mm-hmm. as hell, but this is what I've gotten yeah. done, and I do one of you to step Damn up. Right. To and all their ideas, all their their ideas are old. They want to take us back to the dark ages. Well, they have. I mean, they're not only old, but they're they're failed. Every time, trickle down economics. Every time, every time, abortion. Yeah, every time the question is posed to Mitch McConnell, "What is your agenda?" What does he say? Well, well, I'm going to have to get back to you on that. They have no agenda. They don't have a platform. They never had a platform. platform. It's RNC. No, because it's it's whatever Trump says, and he's an idiot. Racial. It's racial. It's it's. Yep, exactly. It's It's all. That's all it's about. We have four borders. Mm-hmm. Um, it's racial. It's the border, the, yep. the southern, the southern it, border. It's about right. it's about uh, keeping women at home, barefoot and pregnant. Yep. It's yep. Which is code. The, the, you know, that's what they're really trying to do. The code. Oh is, yeah. We have to protect. We have to protect uh, pro pro uh, pro life. Um, we got to let you have. They don't have any platform. So no, they just want to settle. You know, grievances. They just. And, and, if, and if you want to, and, and you're right, Anita. If they want to say something's old, he should say you all's agenda is old. I'm 81, and I'm far more progressive in going forward and moving the country forward than you guys are. And I'm talking exactly. about the extreme right. And the extreme left. Yes. Yes. They're yep, like, they're exactly. regressive. Yeah. And I mean, and it really, like we've talked about it a little bit too, like, you know, the far, you know, the extreme left, you know, and, you know, I'm sorry, but the um, code pink, Medea Benjamin. Oh my God. You know, when they're you're anti-war, going, right? well, you're anti-war, oh. they're getting funding from China and then they're going and they're protesting outside Bernie yeah. Sanders office. The Ukraine if war instead of go go to the Russian embassy. Go to the Russian embassy. <laughs> go you protest know? there because you know what? If they want the war to end, the Russia needs to get out of Ukraine, and they need. I mean, yes, that's dr- how that it ends. Crazy. That's how we have. That's peace the only in way Ukraine. it's going to end because Ukraine is the only thing they're doing is defending their own land. That's right. That's it. But yet, here's the thing that's so crazy about how Republicans mm-hmm. are so about America first and protect our land and all our sovereignty and all that. But they, but but when Ukraine tries to do that, right? Yeah. Suddenly, exactly. you're wrongs. And so, it's what what if what if Canada and Mexico one day decided, you know what, we're tired of these MFers to the south and to the north of us. Mm-hmm. We're going to invade the United States of America. Yeah. Yeah. Because because we feel like there are people who are indigenous to our country, mm-hmm. Canada. And, and Mexico that were here first. So we want to take back that the, those 50 states using the same BS that Putin's using about reclaiming Ukraine and other yeah. other the former. Oh, uh, my God. He has imagine, all kinds of excuses. Imagine yeah. that, that, that's what needs to be put to the Republicans. Imagine if Canada and Ukraine, I mean, um, Mexico or, decided to do that. Yeah. Or from the left. You know, if you said the United States wanted to, you know, invade Mexico, you know, and Take parts of Mexico. Right. right. I mean, because right. the left is going to see that as imperialism or right. colonization. Right. Yeah. Colonialism. Right. Yeah. But it's not imperialism for Vladimir Putin to march in and invade Ukraine. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, Russian is an imperialist nation yes. because they constantly do that. They did it to Georgia, yep. they did it to Chechnya, yep. now they're doing it to Ukraine. Yep. And they have ambition to do it all over Europe. If we don't stop them here, this is not a joke. No. If we don't stop them in Ukraine, yep. they are going to continue to go Listen, and take over Europe, and, and then they're going to take us on. Yeah. If they invade, if, they invade, if, if we don't stop them, I mean, in my opinion, we should put them down. We couldn't do this without our loyal listeners and love hearing from you. So please give us some stars and review if you are so inclined wherever you get this podcast. True Blue Politics is sponsored by our wonderful True Blue crew of listeners and our supporters on Patreon. As a small startup podcast, our Patreon members help us pay the bills to keep our podcast running and also allow us to keep investing in equipment upgrades for even better quality content in the future. When you sign up as a monthly True Blue Crew member at even just $5, you instantly unlock our private True Blue pod chat and full episodes a day early without ads in the middle. And we've even recently added a $1 tier. Upwards from there, we've made even more perks available, like having your name shouted out at the end of our show and a personal Zoom call with me and Anita to discuss ways to overthrow the GOP. If you would like to become a Patreon subscriber at any level, go to patreon.com slash podcast. That's T-R-U-B-L-U politics podcast. This episode of True Blue Politics is brought to you by Night Sky Woodworks, featuring gorgeous products like cutting boards, cheese and charcuterie boards, and beautiful tea light holders, all finely handcrafted in their Chicago, Illinois wood shop, all of which have eye-catching designs and make the perfect complimentary piece for any kitchen or living room. If you use True Blue, that's T-R-U-B-L-U, at checkout on their Etsy shop, you get 10% off any order, which is a pretty great deal if you ask me. So go check out their in-stock designs today or message your custom order request on their Etsy shop today by visiting etsy.com slash shop slash night sky woodworks. That's N-I-T-E-S-K-Y-E woodworks. And use True Blue at checkout for 10% off. I was driving. I was driving home yesterday, and I thought, "Gosh, what, what, how weak are these folks? I mean, how 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 weak are they that, that they would they would genuflect to Donald Trump, who, like um, the attorney in the uh, E. Jean Carroll case, said, "You're nothing. You yeah. know, you're nothing." Yeah. What? <laughs> he's, a, he's a reality show has been right. He's nothing. He's nothing. And he's I not even. He's been so, bankrupt so, six times. He's a failure. So it tells me that that it's not just him. And I've been saying my brother-in-law's been saying this since the campaign when he was, you know, kind of running up running against Ted Cruz. Right. All Donald Trump did was take the lid off. Mm-hmm. Of yeah. A great we say that all the time. Yep. Are in in the country. Yes. And for the mm-hmm. longest time, I mean Eric Eric and I on the family meeting, we use this phrase a lot that there's monsters in the closet. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now the monsters are under the bed, and now the monsters are in bed with you. And I've been—we've been saying this for years now. <clears throat> black, yeah, folks, black folks have been saying for a long ass time, even more so than white women. So don't take this the wrong way, guys. No, but go it's ahead. Just, no, saying for the longest time that these are issues, these are problems, these are systemic things that are a problem. 
And then oftentimes what's thrown back in our face is, oh, you guys are playing the race yep. card. Yeah. Well, what we've been saying is yeah. just about things that are happening to black mm-hmm. folks or other people of color, but the, the country in general. And it's part of the reason that Dr. King was assassinated mm-hmm. is because he, said he was speaking, and Bobby Kennedy, they were speaking yeah. to what was being done mm-hmm. systematically to the poor to poor people. Yes. And that's why poor people's movement, yes. which Bobby Kennedy was behind, that's why Malcolm well, and Dr. King were assassinated. They were coming together and they were bringing their followers right there with them. So when I layered that over, there's 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 monsters in the closet, underneath the bed, in the bed. It's because we've been ringing the bell my whole 62 years. Mm-hmm. Well, well, look what, what unleashed it, really, was Barack Obama having the first black president. And well, then Donald Trump was king of the birthdays. I'm not saying that it wasn't there. Of course it was there. But that really freaked these racists. Crazy. Yeah. Freaked them out. A lot of people that wouldn't have considered themselves racist all of a sudden, because I remember well, my friend Lamont, our friend Lamont was like, didn't think these people were racist. He's a black Republican. And he was like, you know, he was shocked. The people he thought, you know, that he knew I were racist. I wasn't. Yeah, he, After, no, he was. I, I wasn't sorry. shocked either. No, no, no. But Lamont I, Jefferson grew up in a military family and he grew up going to military schools. So he wasn't exposed to a lot of things. Uh, it, in the military, like even my 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 husband was a military brat. Also, you cannot behave that way. You cannot be like they they don't they can't discriminate in hiring and all kinds of things like that. But yeah, but, but I will tell you, Anita. I mean, I, I get it. But but listen, coming from a black man's perspective from the military, the Marine Corps, depending on who your CO and your XOs are, that shit does happen. And I yeah. will tell you, it does. So I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm just but, saying. For it's a child's not, perspective, you, if you if you called if you use you were overtly racist and you were a kid, your parents would hear about it. Right. Well, if, if you're, it's not, but see, here's the thing: it's just about the conversation around racism. It's a conversation that's around the 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 ongoing bias and systemic and systematic use of power to keep parts of our community, many parts of our community from progressing. I mean, look at look at look at what's happening right now when it comes to the conversation around voting. Mm-hmm. That's No, I get all that, but that ties into how the freak out over electing the first black president. I'm not well, saying that it wasn't right. fair. No, I mean I'm just saying yeah. that that really slapped that really did. It slapped them in the face and they're like, "Whoa, what's happening here? I can't believe this country would elect a black president." I really do. I'm not saying that we weren't race. We weren't racist after that, or we weren't racist before, before that. Right. It's it's that for some reason that just kind of before they were, you know, content. A lot of people were content to believe that oh, we'd overcome racism, right? We had the civil rights movement. Everything's good now. Do we white like the liberals. black president? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of white liberals. Well, a lot of people, a lot of white people. Well, believe that. Listen, I. Well, I don't know how much they actually d- believed it or if that's what they were I'm just not saying. saying everybody. Yeah. That's what they yes. were just saying to try and say they, like, oh, look, I have a black friend. You know, I'm I'm not, you know, it's. it's I have friends and yeah. family. Yeah. President Obama was. I'm a, not a racist. Yeah, right I voted for Barack let, Obama, let, too. A lot of them let, said that. Yeah, let, let, exactly. Let me, well, let me tell you, a lot of people were clock, were patting themselves on the back 
by saying that they did they voted for uh, Barack Obama and that that was sort of there and that was coming from independents and liberals and some moderate Republicans. Yeah. Listen, I I, I know what you're saying, Anita, because I live it every day. What mm-hmm. happened was the the a, a large percentage of the country that their belief system got basically un, uh, uncovered or or the or the the, the, yeah. the tent got taken off of them. Barack Obama's um, ascendancy to president. This is this is the wording. This is the language inside the conversation, and that is a lot of a lot of white folks in America said, um, or let's put it this way: a lot of non-black folks in America said that everything was cool, mm-hmm. but I can't have a n-word uh, telling me what to do. And being able to back it up. Yep. Okay. It's okay. You guys, yeah, no, you can. Yeah. A no, you can. The leader of the free world. Yeah. yeah. You can. You okay, can be yes, in Congress. Yes. We'll let you in Congress, Richard. But right. But the, but the, to be yeah. in that to be in that role at that at that 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 says that you know it, and and that's what happened. That, that freaked it's, him out. It's still Obama derangement syndrome. Yes. And that and, and then again and so so let's be honest. And then to have a woman. Yeah. That that was too much. Right that was too much. That, we can't have a black dude. No, we have. We can't have the word too much. Tell me can't what to do, do. and now we yeah. can't have a woman telling me what to do because that's going to tell all the. That's women almost worse. In the yeah. world, that's not just going to tell women in the United States. This is the problem. This is why there was foreign involvement mm-hmm. in that election. I've said this a dozen times. Mm-hmm. Just saying to the American community or to women in America or girl, young girls in, in the United States, that was saying, women. If the United States can endorse, because see, this is what you got to understand. Throughout the world, there are black presidents of different countries in Africa and other places yeah, I know. where brown-skinned men who lead those countries. So the reality is President Obama becoming the president of the United States, yes, that created a certain syndrome for people that they freaked out about, and the pushback is what we got now. Hillary Clinton was about, was about to be endorsed by the United States to be the leader of the free world, that would have unleashed so many women across the globe. And that's the reason that we had the foreign involvement. Mm -hmm. Because you then had the United States of America saying to the world that we just voted in a woman as president. And that that tells all women, all young girls, yes, you actually can do it. Yep. I don't think we're going to have a woman until until one like Kamala Harris- until like if something happened to Joe Biden, I don't think well, we and will let's, elect a woman. And, and let's be clear, Joe Biden is old is really code for we're afraid of Kamala, of a black. Yeah. Well, well of course. We're, God we're forbid. Of we're God of, well, forbid. Let's be clear. We're afraid of that black woman. Yes. We're afraid of that yeah. black yes. woman. Because I think Republicans would elect the Condoleezza Rice as a black woman president. Because oh, no, I don't know. I don't think Omarosa. they would. I really don't. I'm a I don't mean, I don't, I don't literally no. mean that, Anita. I don't literally mean that. I mean that, that oh. I'm, I'm the <laughs> that's the type of black woman they like. Yeah, but- that's the type of black woman they like. They don't like the, Kamala Harris is not the black woman that. And I'll be. I'm, let me tell you something. It ain't a coming, Democrat. That, that pushback isn't coming from the Republicans. You understand that, right? Mm-hmm. That's coming from moderate Republicans and and independents. Yes. Also, I've heard it from the left. For some reason, I hear a lot of criticism of her from the left, and I cannot understand it. I mean, I know she used to be a prosecutor, but if she were a man, I don't think they'd hold that against her. Well, listen, the far left is look, look at a circle. I've said this. Karen's seen me do this before. This is, and I, Anita, you can't see me doing this on the camera, but I'm drawing a circle. 
Mm -hmm. And if you draw a line through the, the axis of a circle, that would be the center point. Fair statement? Mm -hmm. Opposite ends of that are the polar opposites of any, any um, equation, any conversation. And it's easier to get to the other side and it's less complicated than going through the middle. Right. So that's the opposite ends of, of anything. Oh, yeah. Okay. The pole. They eventually meet. <laughs> they eventually meet. So yeah. that's why the far left and the far right, you, when you when we sit down and go, where in the hell is this coming from? It's because mm -hmm. they're talking the same thing. Yep. They're just sitting in a different room, but they're right. saying the same Okay. Right. So they make me so mad. I, I swear to God. I well, can't. MAGA and you know, ISIS I, they, are the same. MAGA and yeah. ISIS are the same ideology. Yeah. Different end, you know. These were different ends. Different I mean, ends. Yep. So also, it's just because it's Islam and the other's Christianity. Well, but they're both quote know, unquote extremism. Quote unquote. Yeah. I mean, right. I, I would, they're I would, not really opposite. They're just different religions. But they're neither both. One, neither one of them are really leaning into what the so-called word should be mm -hmm. about humanity. Because yeah. ISIS mm -hmm. bastardized uh, the Muslim Islam, faith. Yep. And, and, yep. And, and, they're not real Christians. American and they're not real Christians Muslims. Yeah. Bastardized Christianity yes. the way that mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're one to think to believe it. Yes. So um, neither one of them are telling the truth or acting on it in a truthful way. I mean, you know, let's just call it out. I said it this morning on the show. Um, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene is just, she's disgusting. To say, to tell another national leader to kiss her behind yeah. was absolutely disgusting. I just want to ask you what your reaction was to Megyn Kelly and a lot of these right-wingers just flipping out over the Black National Anthem. Listen, Megyn Kelly can stick her head in a pot of grease because I, I don't even address that stuff anymore because- Well, I'm not asking you to, listen, the, the reason why I asked you that is because this is how they think. It's like, she calls it divisive, that the, the, we're, the people who, who acknowledge the Black National Anthem or appreciate it somehow are being divisive. Here's when the they're, first Because Here's they the can't handle it. I don't understand. They're well, the ones who are listen, bothered by it. Anita, Anita, listen, my, my dear, I have to tell you this with the biggest hug I can give you. There's a bunch of fragile, feckless white people in America. What? I know that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that, that just, just, just lump that into that into that bucket and and free yourself from that. Having to figure out what the f is wrong with some of these people. That's just who they are. Mm -hmm. Megan Kelly, it, no matter how much money she got paid to walk away from Fox, she's still that same fragile, feckless. I know. Had no no real uh, influence person anymore. So she's got to stir some shit up. So that people can, she can go, look at me, look at me, look at me. That's what that was all about. I mean, Megyn Kelly has already cast herself in the die of being, of acting in a racist way. Jesus was white. Santa Claus is white. I know. Uh, <laughs> on and on and on. I mean, so yeah. she just had to go. But it wasn't just her. There was a, there was a number of people on the right who did that. And it was really, I, I just can, confounding. I mean, I understand. Well, let me ask what, you this question, David, and, 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 and don't hate me for this question. Why do you need to spend any of your precious time trying to figure these motherfuckers out? That's true. Why? I mean, you no, yeah. that's, that's a, I'm not saying that to be a jerk. I'm, I don't I'm, know I'm, why I waste my time. I guess because I'm there are people that are influenced by them. But, but see, listen, Anita, I'm, I'm just going to tell you this story. I've said this. I've told this story before. And, and I really, really want to put this out to you because it will help you a lot. And it, it will help a lot of, I mean, I, when I hear my white cohorts, friends and family and loved ones, twisting themselves in a pretzel, trying to figure out why people are doing this shit. 
Mm-hmm. I tell them, listen, they're doing it and you ain't going to fix them. Right. Might pick off one or two, but you'll be better off putting your energy toward the people who are open-minded yes. and are willing to walk with you in this journey mm-hmm. that are somewhat closer to the to, to, to help and solve the problem. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you this, I'll give you this, this, this is a true thing that I learned. When I was in high school, we had to take lifeguarding as part of our um, schooling, part of PE. I went to high school in a community just outside of Chicago. And one of the requirements was we had to take lifeguarding skills because we are on Lake Michigan here in, in Chicago. And one of the things that has stayed with me and it's guided me as it relates to a lot of things that I do, and especially now, and, and hear me as clearly as you can. We were told in lifeguarding class that if a raft or a small boat or whatever were to capsize and you've got six, eight, 10 people in the water, they're going to mm-hmm. be dispersed in different places. And we were told that your first thing to do is to save the person that's closest to you. Yeah. Save him or her first. Get them to safety, then go for the next that's closest, then the next, then the next. Right. And what I what, what we learned is two things, three things. One, you will kill yourself trying to save the person that's screaming the loudest, that's furthest away from you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Second, you will lose all the other people who you could have saved trying right. to save that person screaming the loudest and furthest away from you. Mm-hmm. And third, by not saving who's closest to you first, then another, then another, you lose the power of galvanizing the people that you saved who can help you save more people. Mm-hmm. So Anita, from now on, and I mean this, when you see this craziness that you just mentioned. Don't waste your time on trying to figure out trying to figure out why they're doing it mm-hmm. and all this. You know deep down inside. I why. know why she's doing it. So don't right. waste your time on yeah. that. Spend your energy well, on the no, no, no. There's no well to it. I'm gonna cut you off there. You okay. should give yourself permission to not be worried about who she might be influencing because they're already influenced. That, thank you. She's completing them. She's oh, they want to be influenced. Them. Right. Put your time on the people who are standing at your doorstep asking you to help them get on this cause. Don't be trying to get in your car driving down the street to help somebody that's three miles away. Forget them. Mm-mm. Help the person at your doorstep. No. Can I can I say this? Okay. Anita heard this story. I'm going to tell you because I and I told you a little bit, but tiny Tim at coffee, okay? He's over there and he was complaining about the fact that, oh, black people, you know, have this, you know, uh, their own uh, happy birthday, you know, kind of a religious version of oh, happy right. birthday. Right. Yeah. And I've I've just kind of stopped like I am not listening to you. I have nothing to say to you I because he is that guy in the water that's furthest away yelling. There is no chance. I used to think that if I pushed back and pushed and pushed and pushed, I have pushed back on this guy so many times in the last two days, um, despite the fact that I've had all this pushback and everything else, he came out and he had, we were talking about um, the opera. Okay, I went and saw Drag Champion. Yeah. Went and saw Champion. 
uh, Richard. It's at the Lyric Opera. And I don't know if you know right. the story oh, about right. it. You're... Yes. So I went and saw it. It was like probably the most moving opera I've ever been to. It, it really struck a chord in me um, because it was current. It was something that we're all dealing with right now. Um, Emil Griffith. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are you you're familiar with that story, Richard? I'm thinking. Yep. Yes. So anyway, so it's his story, right? And there's, you know, they have drag queens in the production and it's kind of this jazz fusion type of thing. So it's drag night at the opera and um, Tiny Tim and his wife show up there and not aware that it was going to be drag night. And he was going up and they came up to us and they wanted to take a picture. He's like, no, I don't want to take a picture. And he had so much grievance about the fact that that was not disclosed to him when they were purchasing the ticket. And he wondered if all of the black people that were in attendance there, because apparently y'all are um, extremely homophobic, Richard. So he said... Uh, yeah, that I can't imagine that they were appreciating that either, you know, and it's like the music wasn't that good and the what and the what. I was there. The music was phenomenal. The storyline was amazing. It makes me want to, you know, grab a, a biography about him and pick it up and learn more about him. It was an amazing, amazing story. Um, anyway, and then, you know, right on into yesterday, he was, ta- or was it today? Maybe it was today. He starts talking about, um, you know, this happy birthday and, you know, mm-hmm. I, they always have to be different. Okay. Now he claims to be, um, a recovering attorney, a recovering liberal. He, every single time he's the guy that has a problem with the diversity, uh, the director of diversity, being um, hired at Oak Park Public Library and the fact that there is a mural up there and nobody looks like him. There's no white guys. There's no white guys. Nobody that looks like me. So it's like this whole like. So, again, he's the guy off in the distance, waving his arms around, screaming about stuff and all of his little grievances. I'm like, I'm not saving this guy. I'm done. White dudes are just I'm such done. I mean, seriously, they are such snowflakes. All of just, them. I mean, you know, <laughs> when you have that person that's like that, mm-hmm. I mean, this is, this is I, I would just say to them, you know, when if you choose to it, it, engage with them, is to listen, man. It sounds like you 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 want to be Republican. Why don't you just go ahead and join this squad? Yeah. Oh, I think he has. I think he just tries yeah, to just, trigger Karen. Yeah, yeah. Just, just go ahead and push them and say, listen, man, it sounds to me like you're 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 you want to be Republican. Just go ahead and join their yeah. squad. Stop. Then you can hate on everybody. Yeah. yeah. Nobody Stop. will bother. Nobody will care that you're hating. Yeah, on everybody. We, we ain't got nothing for you anymore. No, this isn't yeah. about you. Go join that squad and then we can all be happy. Exactly. Just be honest. Just They're come out. Hate. Come out of the closet yeah. with it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, just yeah. that, that would that would really mess with them, Karen. If you come were out say, of the you know closet what? with it. Yeah. Come, out closet. Closet. come on. And leave it there. Yeah. Don't just leave pre- it. Just say, look, man, you yeah. can just come out of the closet. Leave it right there and see what he says. Yeah. Oh, I'm not gay. I just say you were gay. I said you should come out of the closet. The closet is you're a closeted Republican. Yeah. Yep. And go on yep. and be, go on yeah. and be that. I, I got no hate for you. Right. If you're about to step out into in front of a bus, I'll pull you out of the way. But I don't want you around me anymore. Yeah. So, okay, so we're going to bring it all in and then, like, end this. So here's the thing. So we need to focus and work on the things that we can and that we have control over. And we need to right. put aside the same all direction. Of, row in the same direction. Right. So put aside this the noise of the Megyn Kellys, 
of the uh, Waters, what's his name, Jesse Waters, of, Charlie, Charlie of all of the Trump attorneys yeah. that are trying to throw sand in the gears, you know, mm-hmm. and what we need to do is focus and do what we can do. And that is getting the word out, the threat of fascism that the Republican Party and Donald Trump pose. Should Donald Trump get back in, we need to reach the people that are reachable. We need to talk to them. We need to write the postcards, make the phone calls, join the text banks, knock on the doors, uh, do everything, drive people to the polls, make sure that people are registered to vote, checking their registration to make sure that they haven't been purged because that is a thing. Get the people that we can get. Get the independents, Mm -hmm. get the Republicans that are just disgusted uh, with what they're seeing with Donald Trump and the Republican Party um, lying. I mean, because it's all out in the open. They don't care about immigration. They would have voted for that bipartisan bill that was put out there. They don't care. Yep. So... No, they don't care about anything. They really don't have right. a platform. They don't, really don't care about anything. No. They look at everything as how it will help them politically. Right. And listen, a, a good example of that being so currently true right right now, real time, is the way in which Tom Swazi won his yes. race in That's right. Park mm-hmm. District 3. On immigration. Mm-hmm. Yep. He, he Well, he leaned into the issues. Listen, he solidified his base yep. Democrats yep. in that area. And then he 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 didn't pivot. He just tacked a little bit to the center. Yep. To get those independents and moderate Republicans that know he's down with making sure that they're happy too, to a certain extent. Well, all they, he had to do was say, "I will vote." I would have voted for that immigration bill. Right, and she and so said she that, wouldn't. But to that yeah. end, right? To that end, that's what that that's getting the folks that are close to you. Yes. That's yeah. getting people that are gettable. Yes. It's. That having your foundation, the first the first person in the water, foundation, mm-hmm. second person, third person, foundation, and then tacking a little bit to the center to pull a couple of others. others. Yeah. That's how he won that election. And in some purple districts, that's the methodology that needs to be. Um, exactly. And then we, yeah. we as the supporters of the voters and, the, and we're all the things that we're doing supplemental to that, um, we have to make sure our message is getting our baseline and then reaching yeah. out to get more and pulling one at a time, one at a time, one at a time. I think that's the winning strategy right now to get all that we can get that's closest to us rather than trying to reach for that one that's furthest away. And who's the efforts maybe, that you have, Yeah, who's maybe about. splashing around and wearing themselves out and then they end up going under and then they're lost. Right. They're, they're lost. Well, thank you, Richard. Richard, yeah, really enjoyable. Thank you so much. And uh, well, again, anytime you guys will have me, I'm 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 totally down for being with you guys because we're 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 pulling and pushing in the same direction at the same yes, time. Yes, okay. we'll have to continue this conversation. And, I'm and, sure. And Richard, go ahead and say so. You are. We can find you where and where. So I am now the new host of Choose Views on uh, Monday through Friday from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on WCPT's AM 820. You can also find us on TuneIn Radio. And now, as of Wednesday, we are on Facebook Live. So um, we're leaning into having the the broadcast also be on YouTube. That's probably a few weeks away. But for now, um, I'm leaning in really, really hard to bring pragmatic, progressive conversation to all of us, Mm -hmm. to to have a venue for everybody to bring their concerns to the table and Mm -hmm. be able to talk about them and then be able to move in a solid direction. Linking up with guys like you, with True Blue, and all the things that Chicago sexy liberals are doing, 
and sexy liberals throughout the country and other progressive voices. So I'm really, really excited about that. Yes. Well, you are welcome anytime and we are excited. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Happy to join you on either one of your shows. And thanks for having me on uh, when I call in early in the morning before I had my coffee. We're going to, we're going to, we're going (laughs) to. We're going to make that a regular thing. Yes. And, uh, and I'm still, I'm still part of the family meeting on Sundays from yes. four to 6 p.m. Yes. So, yes. All right. Well, all right, Thank have you, a great night. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Have a great night, guys. Yeah. So that was great. So yeah, you know, I mean, I am so excited, um, for Richard, um, because he really is, I mean, you can tell just from talking to him just how, I mean, he is so on point with everything that he says. And if you tune into Choose Views um, on WCPT 820 AM uh, Progressives Talk Radio, it is Choose Views, C-H-E-W-S Views. Um, And then the family meeting is how it sounds. Um, So anyway, but yeah, it's it's awesome conversation. Um, On Sundays, I love to just kind of listen. I've called in there a few times, but um, for the most part, I just like to listen to the conversation and get the the perspectives. Um, And uh, yeah, but uh, I think that this is it. You know, and Anita, you and I talked about this is exactly why we're doing this podcast is so that we can have these important conversations and, you know, and, and, kind of workshop you know how how do we message this how do we talk about this how to uh, you know to the people in our lives right our family and friends to figure out exactly because then they can take it and then they can go on and they can you know use some of the talking points and feel more comfortable Um, because so many people I think are afraid to talk about it because maybe they don't know enough about it but if you give them some you know facts and information and just kind of this is how I talk about it, which is so nice, you know, like the back and forth with Richard and you and, you know, Mm -hmm. just kind of figuring out how to say it and also where to focus our energy, right? Yeah. This is it. It is really difficult because we're being, you know, swamped with distractions and things that make us angry, Mm -hmm. things that trigger us. Right constantly. And that's what they're trying to do. That's exactly what they're trying to do. It's kind of like, you know, in martial arts, right? When you, you know, you show up and there's a fight going on, right? What's the, what's the approach to take? It's be in the ability, you know, the masters are already, you know, able to push out all of the chaos around, turn off all the chaos around and focus their energy on, you know, doing what they need to do to defend themselves. So anyway, well, listen, Anita, um, great, great, great conversation. Yes, it was, it was very interesting. Once again. Very interesting. And, Return. um, yes, I, he, yeah, he's amazing. Great, and, yes. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, on that note, um, I think I am going to, um, say goodbye and, uh, you can go do your laundry again. Yeah, well, always. Is it just laundry? I, I'm always const- doing. I feel like always I'm doing const- laundry. I feel like I'm constantly doing laundry. <laughs> Me too. I feel like that too. Yeah. And I don't even have kids at home anymore. So I know. I don't know. I don't it's know weird. where it's coming from. So anyway, all yeah. right. Well, listen, until next time. Until next time. Until next time.